J-Train Podcast, J-Train, Jared Free, coming to you live from Miami Beach. That's right. I'm I'm here in the southern um, J-Train studios because we're on Zoom, and I'm getting ahead because we've got the holiday week, and, and, and mostly because I wanted to get our very special guest on, um, hilarious comedian, regular on the J-Train Podcast, an OKP, original key player, Mateo Lane. Thank you for coming back. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So in Miami, I usually stay at the Standard. Have you been there before? See, the Standard, if we want to get into hotel talk, as and people know I have an opinion on all these things, the Standard always feels like it's like, it, it's always, it's nice, but like hipster nice. Like they're like, here's a cigarette box that you'll be sleeping in. And then if you want a towel... It's, you know, 10 bucks for the towel. Like, it always feels a little a la carte to me. But do you like it there? I do. I mean, the, it is It is one of those places, like, it's nice because they told us it's nice. I remember they have this, like, <laughs> coffee shop. And I try every day. I was like, I, every time I go, I go twice a day to get coffee. And I try to go with the best goddamn attitude. And no matter what I did, these people would not give it to me. Like, they co- they're all speaking Spanish. So I speak Spanish. They give me a look. Like I have disgraced their children, no matter what I asked for, how I asked for it. I said, can I get an, okay. I go, can I get an iced oat milk latte with some um, simple syrup? Mm. And she turned around and looked at me. She goes, simple what? I was like, (laughs) you know, like sugar, simple syrup. She goes, I don't know what a simple syrup oatmeal light latte is. And I go, um, okay. <laughs> Don't you want to look at them and go? I uh, at that point in the interaction, you go. Then what are we doing here? Like I don't know how. I don't know where to go with you. Like if you don't know a coffee order at the coffee, you know, place. Okay, I just walk away. Do you walk away? Like also, I would have looked at them. I I, I would have done nothing. I would have done what you did. I would have been like, I don't know what to do now. Like I don't no, know. Do where you know what going. I do? What okay, do you you're her, you're her, I'm me. Say it to me, look at me and go, I don't know what an iced oat milk latte simple well, syrup is. Why is she at an 11, by the way? Like, why is she, like, okay. She's at a 15 out of five. Okay, so order, and we'll do, we'll do it back, you order. Hi, I'd like an iced oat milk latte, please, with some simple syrup. Excuse me? I do not know what a simple syrup latte is. <laughs> and then I, I do this. I go, right. An iced oat milk latte is, um, it's a latte, but it's ice, meaning it's two shots of espresso with just some ice and oat milk in it. Simple syrup is just a type of sugar. Usually it's liquid and they put liquid syrup inside <laughs> the iced oat milk latte so that you don't have to spin around the granule sugar. But if you don't know what that is, that's okay. See, this is, she didn't know she was approaching like a superhero. Like Mateo, you know everything. Like I, I, I reference. Like you, you sing, you draw, you paint, you speak every language. Like she didn't know she was coming across a Wikipedia account, like walking Wikipedia. Like, like because, like I would, if I, I wouldn't be surprised if she heard that whole thing and went, "Well, what is ice?" <laughs> Like you're too smart and she's too dumb in that scenario. Like to, you're at the to, to add, you went to a coffee place. You go, can I have a version of coffee? That's like going to like 
the sandwich shop and they're like, what's a sandwich? Like, you can't, what's turkey? What's bread? What's mozzarella? I know, I, I, and I, I don't want to yell. I don't give me, I just like, I try to repeat back with the same attitude they give you. Like, like you said, like, why are we at an 11? I don't understand how we got here. But I do like the standard. I, I, it's, it's got a great pool. It's kind of a chill vibe. Like, it's a lot of hot gays who work there. It's great. See, I'm at the Soho House right now, which comes with a lot. Like, people hear that and they, ooh. And I have my parents here, which immediately bring the coolness down like 700 degrees. My parents walk in here. They're like, oh, my God, it's Europe. It's Europe. It's Europe. They just, like, can't help themselves of like you know putting a jew fart on the whole place and like they're down at the beach right now like i came up here to tape with you in the room and like they came down and they're like it is like i just can't explain how much of a parade float that they are like and it's everywhere we go just i don't know where oh it's a scene here like they walk in they scream it's a scene here and and like everyone's like who are these people? Like, and it's my whole life, and I, I'm like stressed. Like, it's been a week, and everyone's going home and being with family. And wait a minute, where is Mateo? You're here because you got a special. You're here because I love having you on, but you have a special that's out on YouTube. We want everyone to go watch it. You're giving advice on stage. I love the idea. I saw it immediately. It was like, what a great way you know in the content world that we live in we want to put out stuff we want to have our material that people come and see on stage we want people we want to give people a little taste and who's better than you to go on stage and like give like a off the cuff fun night what was the night tell tell the people what they can find it's on youtube it's on mateo lane's youtube page go instagram at mateo lane youtube.com slash mateo lane it's called the advice special please explain to the listeners so they can go watch it now yeah i you know what i have my hour of material that i do on the road and i was planning on doing a special but all streaming services said no so <laughs> that's great to hear as I'm about to tape one that I'm paying for. So, I, well, that, that's what I'm going to do, which honestly, it's like, I swear to you, like Schultz and Ari Shafir, like they've and Sam, they've all shown us the way. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, I, before I, I filmed that special, which is like curated material, I'm probably going to make it in the spring and release it at the end of spring. Um, I was like, you know, it'd be fun to just go on stage. I enjoy crowd work, but there's a lot of crowd work specials now. People are putting out a lot, which are, you know, that's a great thing about crowd work is that it's each comic's individual take in the moment, which is interesting, I think, to watch the process. But I was like, why don't I just do like a twist? So I'm just going to do it at VU. I told Liz at the VU, I said, just book two shows, give me two shows back to back at the VU. I'll sell them out and we'll just. I'm just going to ask them, give me, you know, advice, ask me anything. I will give you advice and we'll call it the advice special. And I mean, my, my director, Chris Caza, who does all my stuff on Instagram and YouTube, it was, it was so easy. I talked to Liz, we had everything set up. We got four cameras. We had it beautifully lit and it looks great. Sounds great. And yeah. And I was, and it was just so fun because it was like, we got one guy, his name was Carlos, and he asked us the most ridiculous question off the top. He was like, I'm, I've am i met this guy. He lives 20 feet away from me on Grindr. You know, we're having sex. He doesn't speak English. And now he's telling me he wants to get closer to his wife. What do I do? I mean, I was oh like. My... I, I, you hit heaven. the jackpot minute one. 
minute one. And we spent like 15 minutes talking to Carlos and every single comment is like, Carlos, like it, I just had a blast. It really, I had a lot of fun and it is fun to like cut up clips and put them online and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and I know I've, I've seen like other comics writing like articles and stuff being like, this is like, like it's like, right. You no no, 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 no. I saw what you, you know, it, it's comics, for the for the listeners at home, this isn't a comedy inside baseball podcast. The most people that are following here or that are listening right now or watching on YouTube, they got, you know, me and then people that they love from the show. You know, so they're not we our feeds are crowd work, crowd work, crowd work, crowd work, heckler, heckler, stand up bit. Their feeds, and I do trust this, the people listening right now are once in a while, they get a Mateo Lane coming up with a, a you know crowd work, and they go, "Oh, amazing, fun! Look at this!" I and we have to get out of our own heads. I hate, I understand because I've seen those articles. I saw you posted the advice special, and I go, and I, I knew exactly what you were doing, and I go, "Fucking awesome idea, awesome! It's gonna be fun." And here's why: it's also gonna be fun. And this is my, just off the top, and I didn't think of it until just now. Because of you have you know gay men in the audience, the questions are a little more fun. I said the same thing in the special. I said the same thing. I was like, you know, this is so much more different because the questions here are. This one guy was like, yeah, I just had my neighbor leave a note on my door saying, like, can you buy blinds? And I was like, how often are you getting fucked? That your neighbor, every time they're making coffee, is like, again. And then right. I said, you know what? Right back and say, you buy blinds. I said, you, here's what you're going to do. You're going to learn how to get fisted. And you are going to fi get fisted, get Windex, clean that window. Actually, right. remove the window. And you do the worst thing you could think of you get fisted while they while you do a my a, a you're their doll you're you act like you're the what's it called the the the, the talking, puppet you're the puppet and then whoever's fisting you is the puppeteer and you guys do a whole routine in front of the mirror like make it so they need to get by no but that's the thing those questions are fun like i listen we are going to give advice here the questions here range from fun to serious but a lot of times when I like go on stage, I'm like, anyone got questions? Give me your dating questions. So it's like a young woman who's like, I've been single my whole life and I don't know what to do. Will I ever find love? It's not like, hey, I'm getting fisted in front of the window and someone's like a little bit weirded out by that, you know? We did have one girl. She was like, she's like, yeah, my boyfriend. Um... <laughs> He is an actor and got an agent and his agent told him that he should move to Georgia. So he moved to Georgia and I asked if I could move with and he said no. And then said he'd be a better boyfriend in another state. And I was like, well, you've oh got to. I mean, it was like, you got to leave this guy. Right. That is like the <laughs> that is the guy trying to have his cake and eat it, too. Like literally right to your face. Just like, no, I'll be better in the other state. We can spend a weekend together and then you won't be able to see my phone during the week when I'm texting other women. Well, also, gay audiences are so funny because like it, it was it was a lot of women and gay men. And, and this one girl goes, I'm going to go to Italy for my honeymoon. What should I eat? And you just hear very lightly everything and then all 
Uh, I couldn't even get the words out. I was like, this whole audience is like, everything, you dumb bitch. I I love when an audience has becomes one soul, one opinion. That's always the most, like last night in Miami, this woman was raising her hand during the show and kept at, and then saying things and talking. And there was a point where I like, I made fun of her. Then I was like, am I going too far? So I apologize. And then I go, what's your name? And the minute I said, what's your, I heard the whole audience like, no, bitch, don't talk to her. <laughs> like you could hear a collective like, stop it, Jared. Like, and I go, oh my God. And I acknowledge, I go, everyone here hates you so much. They all, as what I go, we are so divided as a country, but everyone in this room agreed on one thing. They fucking hate you. And I was like, I, it warmed my heart a little bit. I, I mean, the woman who I was making fun of, I don't think it warmed hers, but like... <laughs> It was just like she didn't, have, she didn't have a heart to begin with. Right. It's nice to see when an audience does that. So I'm pumped. Everyone go watch Mateo's special, the advice special, youtube.com slash Mateo Lane. It's going to be in the um, description of this episode. We'll have the link. I'll link to it on my Instagram. Go follow if you don't follow Mateo already. Just one of the funniest people alive. So amazing. I'm so happy you're here. People, we're sponsored. Looking to get warm around a fire this holiday season. Let's solo stove. God. So right, the Solo Stove will be your portable fireplace, no matter where the holidays take you. And during Solo Stove's holiday event sale, you can get a great deal on a Solo Stove fire pit. I love the Solo Stove, okay, because here's what it does. This time of year, it extends your home. If you have a backyard, it's too cold. You're not going to go out there. You want to have a beer and and like enjoy the nighttime. Go put the solo stove out there. You now have a corner of your yard that is now a part of your, is a new living room. You've gotten a new living room. I love Mateo's laughing at me because he knows. I, <laughs> you would love a solo stove. This is the, the gay community would go, uh-uh. But I'm telling you right now. You're going to love a solo stove. Upgrade your backyard with a solo stove fire pit and create story-worthy moments with without fireside fumes. If you're living in the suburbs and you got a yard, you got to get a solo stove. Let It's the perfect catalyst for getting outside, spending more time with family and friends. Solo stove fire pits are engineered to be easy to use and are built to last. Lights with a few bits of starter. Your fire is blazing in minutes. They're so confident you'll love it. They offer a lifetime warranty and a 30-day free return policy. Let the gifting begin. Shop Solo Stove's holiday event sale for huge site-wide savings. Get $10 off with promo code JTRAIN, a lifetime warranty, and free 30-day returns. Get an extra $10 off holiday deals at solostove.com. Promo code JTrain. Promo code JTrain. Okay, you ready, Mateo? I'm ready. I sent you this one because there's a text that we can read together. You ready? I'm, I'm opening it up right now. Yes. Okay. Post sex etiquette. Hi, Papa JT. Thanks for being a ray of sunshine in our lives. I recently had an incident with a French man I was seeing for two months. You ever date a French man? I just got out of like a five month thing with a French man, so I have many opinion. So you understand the culture. We. We, we. I was seeing for two months at least once a week. I'm moving overseas in a couple weeks, which he knows, so I was never attached. He was very good looking, great company until he wasn't. Note to self, never date a man your age again. Okay, well, that's your opinion. After a night of whining and dining, we went back to his place. He lost his heart on, and let's just say his performance in bed was not impressive at all. Very rookie. On top of that, he wouldn't do the things I was telling him to 
telling him gently to do. I was getting late. It was getting late, and I had a lot of things uh, to do the next morning. Naturally, being dissatisfied and busy, I got dressed after and said I was about to order an Uber. Talking on the couch out of nowhere, he shot up and said aggressively, what you just said was so rude. I want to be a gentleman, but you should order your Uber now. Unaware, I asked what I said. He gave no answer, so I said bye. A few days later, he explained on text attached, might I add exaggerating, excuse his English, um, I'd like to know what his what is post-sex etiquette. If someone's shocking in bed and you're tired and busy, uh, do you put on a fake nice act anyways? Okay, so you be the French man and I'll be her. So yeah, yeah. Go, <laughs> go ahead. I, I think you're first. Well, the French man would be... Uh, oh, okay. I, I'll be her. Ready? Mm-hmm. Hi. I'm still quite confused about what happened the other night to trigger that reaction. I apologize if I hurt you in any way. I think there must have been a miscommunication. Not sure what was said at all if you'd like to tell me. Uh, was said at all if you'd like to tell me. Anyways, don't want to leave things on a bad note. I've enjoyed my time with you and wish you all the best, X. Uh, uh, no, no, uh, you didn't hurt me. I, I didn't get your thought reaction. Just the fact that you told me I do not really care. I enjoyed myself and what it matter. Looking at with some kind of uh, indignant look, uh, I get uh, you had things planned, uh, uh, everything for the next day. But the fact that we didn't really finish or at least I didn't uh, Take, uh, talking about sex and literally four minutes later uh, they are completely dress up ordering the Uber uh, I'm just uh, surprised I, I don't uh, know your part of the story anyway that is for the explanation so but I agree I don't want to end in the bad note as well I hope your week is going good what a I'm so happy you're here to do this email <laughs> what do you think about what happened here I think that he was embarrassed by his performance and because his his ego was bruised that he is looking for any excuse to make it her fault that he wasn't able to perform. Rather than just being vulnerable and saying, look, I'm so sorry, I had too much to drink. I'm embarrassed to say it, but I couldn't get it up. And you know what? That's my bad. And I hope that we can do this again and maybe a less less glasses of wine. Right. I, I, I think that's, you know, listen, we've all been there. I've been this French guy. No erection, no talent, rookie mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the Rudy of sex. Five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing, not an ounce of athletic ability. I've been Rudy Rudiger in bed. I get it. And you're right. What you have to do is like, hey, acknowledge. I know I've done a bad job. The problem, I, I would say to her, like, even in the writing of her email, I'm, like, seeing, like, you, this is ending, it was a bad night, but it is interesting that she does feel like, in her email, it's like, it was getting late, I lost, or, like, after a night of whining and dining, we went back to his place, lost his heart on, let's just say his performance in bed was not impressive at all, very rookie. Like, very rookie when you're dating someone for two months is not exactly, like, the most kid gloves thing like you do think you know someone by that point a little bit it seems like they've they've seen each other for two months at least once a week you're moving overseas and he knows i was never attached and it was very good looking great company until he wasn't so it's like i think when you attach i'm annoyed with this person and now you're like i got this weapon of like 
you fucked up in bed and he knows it and he's like damn it i have no like high horse to ride on like it, it is two people like he doesn't want to admit it because he knows it's gone bad she doesn't want to like she doesn't want to like let go of like i need to get him Right, there's too many subtext conversations battling each other. The subconscious are going after her. One, she's looking for a story of brunch. She's creating her own narrative here, okay? Because what she said to you and what she texted to him are two different things. So she's also not being honest with him. She says, I'm still quite confused what happened the other night to trigger that. Bit. I apologize if I hurt you in anything. There must have been a miscommunication. Not sure what I said. So she's she's already playing her own version of victim slash superior saying, look at how great of a person I am that I can admit this. I can say I'm sorry if I said something. But in reality, what she should have said was, I didn't have a good time the other night. And right. I understand that your performance wasn't what maybe it usually is, but I left because I wasn't getting what I wanted out of it. And frankly, if you want to make it up to me, you can take me out again before I go. So she's also not being honest with him in her, right. in her text. You're totally right. She, someone needed to say the sex was bad. No one would say it. Like he won't he, admit it. And she won't admit it. Right. Like her going, I'm confused. You're not confused. Stop being confused. Hey, it didn't go well last night. That's even, you don't even have to say your dick don't work. You can just go, it didn't go well. And and I, we, you know it, I know it. I'm not mad about that. I'm more mad that when I'm gently telling you to do things, it felt like you weren't really listening to me. It felt like, you know, I wasn't being heard while we were in bed. That is a more empathetic way to go. And she's already like, I'm leaving this guy. So she's not like, the problem is she's like yelling this as she slams the door in his face. She knows she's out. So it's like, she doesn't care about this guy, which is fine. But then don't go back to the guy you just slammed the door on and go, I'm just confused. She needs, she really wants him to say, I suck in bed. <laughs> and it's like, and he ain't gonna say it. He's never gonna say it. And I like Obviously that he's not. sort of like shooting blazes at her too. Like, well, you know what? You alter your Uber, and you just you said these rude things. A French person accusing someone else of being rude, which is right. you know what I mean. Like, this is shocking. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know. I th It sounds like they should never speak again. And it is funny that she's like, what's the post-sex -se etiquette? It's like, the etiquette is to be on. Like, when you leave doesn't matter. It's how you leave. It, because she's hung up on this, like, I ordered Uber, I left. And it's like, that must be what he's mad at. No, if, if I had fucking limp dick... And someone was like, hey, floppy, I'm out of here. Fuck you. I'd be like, um, I'm, you know, like I'd feel like shit. Yeah, that's a horrible way to go. If you woke up and you go, hey, I wish last night had worked out differently, but I'm just going to get out of here because I got things to do today. It doesn't matter that you got an Uber. There, you know, there's a there's two different ways to play it. And again, she's looking for answers from someone she just told us she doesn't like anymore. Also, let's not uh, not her trying to act like she's the bigger person in this picture when she's so petty. She's now writing to you on a podcast, <laughs> revealing her one side and her what she texted to you. And now we're discussing it for thousands of people to listen to. Like this guy's limp dick has really gone much farther than anyone had planned.
the dick that told a thousand stories at a thousand brunches and then ended up on the podcast. J Train Podcast at Juma.com. J Train Podcast at Juma.com. Here with Mateo Lane at Mateo Lane. Go follow immediately if you don't already. Mateo uh, has a special out. It's the advice special. You're going to love it. Make it your date night. Make it your Sunday on the couch. Ended it after major anxiety. Jared, feather, feather, thanks for keeping us all sane and laughing in this dating landscape. A bit of backstory. I was in a long-term relationship for most of my 20s and ended it shortly before the COVID pandemic hit. Because of a strict upbringing and also some other health factors, I didn't date prior to this long-term relationship. Now that I'm dating at 34 and on the apps for the first time ever, I'm feeling totally behind. Case in point, I had a really intense first date with a guy, 29, over a month ago, and the date went so well, I ended up having sex with him in my car. We also went back to his place and had sex a few more times. Needless to say, our physical connection was really strong, and the sex has been fantastic. Since then, he's made some effort to see me a few more times after the sexy first date, but just for drinks. We continue to have sex back at his place after three more drink dates and one more and one invite to play tennis. He After he blew me off on his birthday in a few weekends, I got frustrated. I suffer from an anxiety disorder, and in my frustration, texted him to end it. His response surprised me, since I figured he he wasn't really into me. His in- inconsistency was also a turnoff. Days would go by without him texting me, and he always would give an apology and reason why. I also want to preface that his sister passed away unexpectedly about a year ago, something he shared with me on the second date, so I want to be understanding of that. Is it unreasonable to want more responsiveness with texting after dating and sleeping together for a month? Is it unreasonable that I wanted to spend time with him around his birthday, three weeks after our first date, and the fact that he didn't feel like a red flag? Is it even remotely possible to have a guy want to go on dates after sleeping together so soon with intense sexual chemistry without actually having gone on dates much before these hookups my old school self would usually wait three to four dates before getting naked lol xoxo 34 but feeling 24 what do you think mateo lane i cannot imagine if i was sleeping with a guy a few times three weeks in inviting him to my birthday are you joking me i wouldn't (laughs) i wouldn't i wouldn't wave to him on the street i mean it's like three weeks like this is too much like Three weeks in, you're still in active listening mode. You're still with someone that you're on a meeting with. Like, oh, really? So your brother went, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to, you're still in that mode. I also hate cilantro, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, my God. Oh, we should get Chinese food one of these days. You know, like, it's all, you're still in the performance mode. And when you're at your birthday... You don't want to. You want to be with your friends. You want to be with your friends, and you want it to, and uh, to be honest with this person... Three weeks in with someone, you're still single. You want randomness. You want excitement. You want to open the present. Maybe it's a new set of titties. You know, it's the, the, the you know, like, it, it, so I do it. But that also says a lot about how he sees this. I enjoy their company. I enjoy the sex. I'm not in a rush to make this official. Yeah, it's three weeks. He's probably still seeing other people. And she probably should still be seeing other people, too. Like, I I think it's like I think I think in the first month and a half you have to really sort of dance. You can't push too much because if you push too much like he's going to be like, "Ooh, this is not what I was looking for." Bye. Like I don't I think he, or maybe he just wants a fuck buddy and if that's not right. what she wants then she should just stop texting him. Well, that's the one thing she asked and and considering her email 
34, never been in the dating game. She, she says, is it unreasonable that I want to spend? Oh, no, she writes, is it even remotely possible to have a guy want to go on dates after sleeping together so soon? Here's what sleeping together so soon does. It gets all of the come out of the way. So you're getting the real version of him. You're getting the, the what he's at. Like, that's why you're getting the dad in a 20-year marriage version of him. Like, I don't want to go to dinner. Fuck it. And he's and this guy is like he enjoys. I'm sure he enjoys the sex as much as you do. Like I I I don't think this guy's just like going. You know I I, I don't think you're, this is a crazy person. They enjoy the physicality as well. But I do think this guy is acting exactly how he would act with someone he's had sex with before. And this is someone who seemingly to me like I agree with you. Three weeks in, you're not coming to my birthday. If I don't really see this like intense spark that I'm like, I got it. I'm so comfortable with them. Of course, they'll come to my birthday. The problem this person has, if you're new to the dating apps, is she's trying to figure out if he likes him or likes her. And that's never going to work. It's always going to be this like situation where you're like, well, they did this. Well, yeah, there's a lot of easy things to do in the dating world that don't mean that they are invested in this. Yeah, I think it's sometimes, I mean, look, sometimes dating is just a form of entertainment. It's right. the same as going to a movie. Dating can be many things. It can be one date. It can be casual dates. It can be intense dating. It can be marriage material. But I mean, it also can be like, well, I'm bored on Friday night. What's what's Joe doing? Right. And And she writes something very important in her email. She kind of like centers on it. It's like she writes all these things like and. She brings up the sister who passed away. That's not your problem. I know you're trying to be respectful. Well, that's her trying to find. That is kind of sick that she's using the dead sister to be like, obviously, he's not writing me back as quickly as I wanted because his sister died. Like, leave the sister out of it. it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not about that. It's if if someone likes you and they want to be with you, um, they make the effort. If he just wants to keep things casual, I think he's sending a clear message. He wants to be casual. Right, and she writes this. Since then, he made some effort to see me a few times after the sexy first date just for drinks. We continue to have sex back at his place after three more drink dates and one invite to play tennis. She needs to take that sentence and go, do I like a guy who only goes for drinks and wants to fuck afterwards and doesn't take me to a date? Do I? That's a question we can't answer. Do I like fucking the guy who won't take me to dinner? And will take me to drinks and maybe ask me to play some some doubles tennis for some unknown reason. Which is so bizarre. <laughs> it's weird. But that that shows he's comfortable with you and also doesn't really see this as like, I got to get the girl, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. She should ask herself that question. Like, is this the guy that I want to be with? And it sounds like she needs to set up boundaries for herself, which she's not done. So her boundaries should be here are the things that I need from a guy and here are the things I don't need from a guy. And if she's using the sex and drinks as a form of him flirting and trying to enlong and extend their promising relationship, she's probably wrong. And she should probably be like, Hey, look, I'm not into something casual looking for something more serious. That's all she has to say. That Well, that's the thing too. She's 34 new to the dating game. This is bumper cars. This is how you figure out. You have to figure out what you like by going through these things. Like she's she's now taking the step. She's gone. We've gone on a few dates. Do I like this? You have to ask. And that's the thing in a relationship you don't get to do. 
in a relationship, you go, how do we work through this? Because I'm in this. We're not going to break up over this. But in in dating, you get to go, do I do I like the taste of this uh, or should I just go to a new restaurant? Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com, here with Mateo Lane. We're sponsored people. Get ahead of thinning hair with Nutrafol's whole body approach to hair growth. No drugs, no compromises. I will tell you this. My mom loves Nutrafol. I'm her pusher. She calls me all the time. I need the I need the Nutrafol. Give me the stuff. Give me the stuff. And I'm like, she loves it. She sees improvement in her hair growth, in her fuller, thicker hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol multi-targets the root cause of thinning, including stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, aging, and lifestyle through whole body health. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement. So now they have it for men. Progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three to six months. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by more than 3,000 top doctors you can grow thicker healthier hair and support the show by going to neutrophil.com slash men and entering the promo code feather to save 15 dollars off your first month subscription this is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to u.s customers for a limited time plus free shipping on every order get 15 dollars off at neutrophil.com slash men that's spelled n-u-t-r-a-f-o-l.com slash men promo code feather i just got hair transplants you just got hair transplant. And it looks fantastic. Well, they're they're slowly growing in. It'll be like really thick. This is a sculpture that Michelangelo would blush at, like a lot of like pushing forward and topic spray and all that stuff. But um they come in, it takes four months for them to really, really grow in. So it comes in December. So like it's gonna start growing in and I cannot wait. What a Christmas gift. I know. Are my you, gift I, I, from baby Jesus. How happy are you? I mean, I'm going to be thrilled. I can, I'll love wind. I can go swimming. I'll love beaches. Like, I'll love outdoor activities. You avoid those things. In the gay community, is it like, are you worried about other, is it, is it for you? Is it for other men? What do you, what is the. Well, I've never had good hair. I've never had a strong hairline. And my whole family has such good hair. Like, I was making a joke that when my doctor asked me, he's like, what, what, you know, who's balding in your family? I said, no one. I go, what about your mom's dad? I said, my mom's dad is a Mexican with a one inch forehead. <laughs> I mean, his hairline starts here. For the listeners at home, Mateo just pointed at his uh, mustache. Yeah, that is. <laughs> so I, I yeah. just I have a really weak hairline. I, I if you, this is my hair covering up, but like I really have a huge widow's peak, and I just want thick hair so I can go swimming and not be cautious and nervous about it and anxious about it. So it's I just the put, bit the bullet and did it. It's the same thing for me with like losing weight and not eating at night. Like I just don't want to turn and somehow be next to a mirrored surface that shows me a big fat titty like i just want to like not get like surprised by my own reflection because we have like the look and and like it's the same with hair like you have the look in your mind's eye of how you feel and when you're at your most confident you're like I, it's like that two drinks on the beach confidence. You've had a couple drinks in your mind's eye. You have, you're, you're not, you're not an Adonis. You know, you're not like full, you're not Fabio with a big lush thick head of hair, but you're like, I'm doing great. I'm okay. And then you see your shadow and you're like, that's a fat shadow. What the fuck? How did that get here? And you're like, 
You're like Peter Pan, except the opposite. You're like running away from this fat shadow that you're like, I got to get away from it. <laughs> you say that on stage, Jared? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Please say that on stage. That's yeah. really funny. You're like Peter Pan, but the opposite. It, it is the opposite because Peter Pan wanted his shadow. You, you're like, oh, no, because it's like you got a couple. And I, I would think for hair, it's the same thing where it's like, I just want to go in the ocean and not just be in shock when I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot I that I knew who I was the whole time. You know, I want to be my mind's eye. I've never seen any of my aunts or my Italian aunts put their hair underwater my whole life. Never. Really? I've never <laughs> said never. I've never seen any of it. They've always floated above the world because they've got such they're all Italian and Mexicans. So they've got this right. thick, thick, thick hair. So it takes forever for them to get their hair how they want it. So they never get it. I've never seen their hair wet. So. You know, for me, it's like I'm, the, I'm like one of my Italian aunts. I'm like this old Dago woman floating <laughs> in the pool. Everyone's like swimming and loving right. the wind and enjoying their lives. And it's just you just want to enjoy your life without. I want to look like a golden retriever with my head out the window, just loving <laughs> the wind. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. We're here with Matteo Lang. Go follow Matteo immediately. We're uh, th- this is such a fun episode. I'm so happy you're here. They're knocking at the door to do the service for the room. I put up. The thing, why, why do you have the sign? If it, it, why even have the "Do Not Disturb"? Why even have it? You ever hear that Patrice bit? What does he do? I'll send it to you later. Ended it after major anxiety. Jared, feather, feather. Thanks for keeping us all sane and laughing. In the, oh, we did this one. Let's do too many solo wedding invites. Jared, I'll try and keep this in the length of my thumb to pointer finger. I have been invited to tons and tons of weddings in the last three years, and both by friends and family. I've always gone on my own to these things, and although some of these weddings are fun, when you're solo, some just aren't. My most recent wedding for my stepbrother, Todd, that's not his real name, was in July in New Jersey, and it was an absolute, it was absolutely miserable. Super conservative Catholic wedding guests I had nothing in common with, no plus one, jet lag, and soul-crushing boredom. The whole night, my family was either busy entertaining their plus ones, helping the bride and groom with last minute wedding stuff or taking care of small grandkids. Speaking of children, since I'm the only solo guest, I am usually the first to be called upon to watch the kids when their mom and dad wants to dance for a bit or get another drink. Because of all this, I've decided to not go to my other stepbrother's wedding next year, even if I'm offered a plus one. This wedding is also on the other end of the country. We barely talk to each other. I've been to my four other stepbrother's weddings already, and I pretty much know uh, what I'm in for. My therapist gave his blessing for me to skip it, but I wanted your opinion on what to do. I'm nervous about creating a rift between me and my family, but ultimately this feels like the right decision for me. Thanks for all the laughs. Come to Vancouver, BC one day. Yeah, I'm planning a Vancouver day right now so i'll be there um what do you think mateo lane skip it really skip it i don't think weddings when you invite someone to a wedding uh, if they say no you have to accept that answer i was invited to six weddings one summer and i vowed never again i'm spending thousands of dollars it's all the same bullshit you don't even get to talk to the bride and groom. You don't know anyone you're sitting at the table with. And it's all bad music you're dancing to. No, I refuse. I'm not doing weddings anymore. Mateo, I agree with what you're saying generally. We should say no to more weddings. We should say no. Just say no. They don't really care if you come. We th- we, we're we all narcissists. We're all like, oh, they're going to be so mad I can't come. 
No, they're not. No, they're not. They're 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 relieved you're not coming. They're gonna forget within two seconds. And I'm a people pleaser. I'm totally the person that's like, oh my god, they're gonna be so mad. And it's like, I haven't seen this guy since college. They're not gonna be mad. It's cool. Say no to more weddings. What I will say to this person, because they started out the emails titled "Too Many Solo Wedding Invites." And then they explain why they get annoyed being a solo wedding invite. And then all of a sudden, they're like, I, I'm not going to my stepbrother's wedding next year, even if I'm offered a plus one. Like, now they're making a point? Like, I don't think you should try and make a point to your family. You'll never make the point. They, You're always going to come off bad. Like, it's oh, I agree with this person. This sounds like awful weddings. I wouldn't want to be at these. I don't want to take care of someone's kids. I, but I would say with the stepbrother, and they say it's across the country, so you have a built-in excuse that even makes this easier. Hey, I can't make it across the country. And what you do to make this easier, you call the stepbrother directly. Don't go through the parents. If you're going to not go to the stepbrother's wedding, you call this brother. Hey, I just wanted to let you know I can't make it to this wedding. It's the distance. I want to be there so badly but it just doesn't work in my calendar. You be a little vague. You say, I love you so much. I'm, I'm gonna, and you send a gift. Send a gift because let's, let's dress this in honey and they will lick it all up because it is, you're gonna be sweet as sugar to these people. Don't, because what I can see that they're doing, when you say, even if I'm invited with a plus one, I ain't going to your stupid fucking wedding. Now you're in brunch table creating a narrative land. Do you know what I'm talking about, Mateo? Of course I do. I think also you can do things like I actually, there's one of my good friends is getting married at the end of December and I actually cannot make it. I canceled yeah. club dates because I have a, a, it's a family thing. So I said to him, we're going to go out to dinner. I said, let's pick a date for you, me and your fiance and I will take you guys out to dinner. Right. And that's someone you like, you know, that's, that's someone you, that, that's as that's honey for someone I like. Honey for someone across the country, a stepbrother that you don't really even see. Here's a gift card to Sam's Club. You're good. Sam's Club? Get him a Chili's <laughs> gift card. I mean, it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I I I think weddings after a certain time, I'm sorry. I just like I don't get it. I I I know I sound rude. I know it's everyone's right. big day. I know it's their moment to shine. I know it's their expression of love. But it's like, bitch, there's 50% of marriages are a divorce anyways, and I'm spending thousands of dollars to sit here and be like, eh. Here's the other thing. They already know these weddings are a bad time. So I am, I'm Mr. I've always given the advice, go, if they, you, no one needs a plus one. But they've already seen what happens without a plus one. If, if they want, if they get invited with a plus one and you have someone that would be so much fun to make fun of this fucking garbage time with that's a different story if you're in this position where you're like i don't want to go alone to a wedding the way you deliver the message is through your parents you go direct to the person to cancel you go through your parents to let them know that you'd like to bring someone because then it's like hey you know she's always left to babysit the kids and she's seeing someone new is it possible and then if they right we don't need them there unless there's a playpen Unless there's a ball pit, there's no reason to have the kids at the wedding. But every wedding, you're in the fucking church or synagogue or wherever you are. And it's like, do you take... <laughs> and then someone has to get... <laughs> and then we're all sitting there acting like it's not ruining the moment. Right. 
jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com here with Mateo Lane I keep looking down at my recorder I have one slice of battery left on the thing and I'm like do I change it do I keep going all right we're gonna see we're gonna this is like the eight nights of Hanukkah we're gonna see if this oil lasts okay second chance or desperate Jared, you're the best. Love you. Have been to two shows. Can't wait for the Betches Produce special. Let's get to it. Summer 2021, I was brand new to my city. Went on two great dates with this guy from Hinge. He pulled the I'm busy card after that, and we hooked up one more time. I was pretty into him and bummed about it. He came back around last December and again in March looking to hook up, and we texted a lot this summer trying to coordinate a hookup again, but it hasn't panned out yet. Sometimes he asks, and I can't, and vice versa. I've also told him I'm looking for a relationship, and his actual response was, love that for you. (laughs) hey i'm looking for something serious good for you want to come suck my dick (laughs) (laughs) while you're waiting for that relationship want to come suck on my nazi no okay i don't know but good good keep looking girl uh but still keeps texting me power women go women here's the thing i'm totally in a different place now than when we first met i have a great job different social circle new haircut lol i'm just established now and arguably hotter and i wish he'd give me another chance for real am i totally delusional here ain't gonna happen should i just move on is there some uh is there a normal non-despy way to be like hey i'm different now for reference i'm 31 he's 40 we don't follow each other on social media so i can't drop a thirst trap either this isn't pretty woman no. This isn't pretty woman with you coming with your makeover and suddenly he sees things that the man said to and you said, I'm looking for a relationship. He said, good for you. Right. He doesn't want a relationship. It has nothing to do with you. He wants he to get his dick sucked and go on multiple dates. Right. Walk away. He you know what? A lot of people have to understand is there's people out there looking for situations and sometimes your situation with someone is really great. And it's not that they don't like you or like your personality. It's just, this is the situation you're always going to be. And that's why he's, and it feels cheap. I understand from her angle. It's like, but he keeps coming back. So she, if you look at it from a different perspective, oh, he wants to fuck you and he doesn't want to spend time with you. And you go, you can look at it that way or you can look at it. This guy doesn't want to spend time with anybody. And he's just looking for different situations that keep him happy. And he's thinking of himself. He's not going to be at a party. And all of a sudden, it's like, who's that girl? And then like, oh, who is she? New haircut. I never knew. I loved her. Like, her question is great because it's like, we can both agree. It ain't going to happen because your question isn't, hey, I just want to fuck him. You're going, could he see me as a potential partner? And you're like, no. He would see her as a potential partner if he saw her with someone else. Right. Oh, in a position where, yeah, but he's never going to see her with someone else. That's the other thing. Like, in this day and age of dating, like, like they met on Hinge. Like, like they met on Hinge and he's like, it's not like he's like, they're in the same high school and then he gets, he has, she dates the high school, you know, the, the point guard of the basketball team and he's sitting there going, oh my God, she is cool. Oh my God, look at her in a relationship. He's never going to... New haircut does nothing. New relationship, seeing you in the new relationship does a lot. You go, oh my God, that, she seems so chill in that relationship. I, 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 I should have been done. The new haircut's for your gay friends. I think what she needs to do 
is if he writes her, she writes back, no. Right. What I'm trying to say is she's got to play hard to get. She's made herself so (laughs) available that he knows he can get away with anything because basically she's taught him that she wants a relationship. He doesn't. He's going to keep getting his dick sucked. And she's going to. But he can walk over her. So don't let him walk over you. Mateo, here's the problem. And I agree with you. But she has to believe it. It's like when I tell my parents, like when I tape my parents, they're hilarious. And then when they know they're being taped, they're like, hey, Jared, how are you today? They can't do it. They don't, they they act like different people. When we say to her, you have to be hard to get, she can't. She can't. She has to dump him. She has to move on from him. She has to believe she's moved on from him. And then she has to hold the standard for him, not just anybody. It's, you know, he now has his own standard for you. When he comes back and he wants to hook up, you have to go, no, I'd hook up with other people, not you. And that's the thing. She, uh, he has established a backstory that she has to remember. And it's like, he ain't going to be that guy for you. I th- yeah, I think she's just made it too easy for him. So you're right. She has to convince herself somehow, some way that like she's done with this and move on so that if he approaches her again, she has the confidence to say no, because that will make someone knowing themselves and what they want in their decision making makes them attractive. She needs to set up boundaries. Absolutely. And it's like boundaries isn't getting a new haircut and being like, remember me? Like, (laughs) I got bangs. The world is my oyster. (laughs) you mad and he's like i love that for you <laughs> yeah. oh that's good you want to come over and suck my dick i'm imagining elaine's boyfriend from seinfeld but what was his name david putty yeah putty like oh yeah that's great oh yeah oh, that's awesome you want to suck my dick like good for you love the banks love that for you <laughs> love that for you J Train Podcast at gmail.com mateo lane the advice special you got to go check it out long distance fomo Okay. Mm. I'm in my mid-20s. I have have many trained... opinions. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. I'm in my mid-20s, have trained my whole life in a very niche performing arts career. I'm in my mid-20s and have done three degrees in my field and finally graduated in 2021. Since then, I've been gathering up uh, work as a freelancer, though the goal is to eventually win a full-time position in an organization, which is incredibly competitive in my field and often never pans out for people. Recently, I took a big step by getting a job in an organization that pays well but does not perform on a weekly basis, and as a result, the salary is not enough to live off. Therefore, I and most of the other group members continue to freelance but have stable work for a part of the year. It's more or less a few weeks at every time, uh, a few weeks at a time every month or so. This job also gives me a bit more credibility in my field, which will hopefully allow me to gain more and more freelance work in that city. My problem is that this fir- this part-time job is across the country from where I've been living the last few years. I have a serious boyfriend that I've been with for a year and a half and a circle of friends in this old city, but no, basically uh, no one in the new city. I know I will make friends in the new city over time, but I'm having a hard time dealing with many aspects of my social life. My boyfriend works in tech in a very demanding job. He can sometimes work remotely and live with me in the new city, but often does not need to be in his office in person. 
He is willing to move to the new city or nearby for work in the future, but it is not feasible now with uh, or within very near future. We both have the finances to travel, but not necessarily always the time. For now, I stay with him in the old city when I can, and he comes with me to the new city when he can. But as time goes on and I become more established in the new city, I worry that he that uh, that that the time we can spend together will dwindle. I also frequently feel left out when he's in the old city without me as he goes to spend time with all our friends and I don't. I feel like I'm constantly missing out on birthdays, vacations, dinners with my social circle in the old city because I'm gone so much. Even when I'm in town, I am often doing freelance work and performances usually happen on weekends and nights when people who are not in my field tend to be free. I think I'm often now forgotten when people make plans because no one knows whether I'll be free or if I'm in town. I'm hoping for some advice on how to deal with this FOMO beyond making new friends in the new city, which I am obviously trying to do. I'm interested in hearing your thoughts since I'm sure as a performer yourself, you deal with some of this too thanks for any advice you might have best alone performer Mateo what do you think I think we can both understand this person's plight right I mean first of all that was worded so <laughs> my head hurts a lot. hearing that question yeah. I don't think they're a writer <laughs> must be in the music industry because that was an orchestra she wrote okay but go on <laughs> that was yeah um so basically we're asking when you're a performer and you're a freelancer you're traveling a lot how do you maintain your social life or right i mean what's right. the basic question here that's the basic question and i i you know my first thought is this you don't sorry this is how it works you get you, you there are things you lose when you go for the dream they even said, like, this is a career that people try for and it usually doesn't pan out. Well, the ones that get it, they're not holding on to their high school friends and making sure they're at birthdays. You're not going to be at the birthday party. You're not going to be at these things either. And you have to decide, do I? And we saw these people when we were doing stand-up. We saw the people that opted for the birthday party with their friends instead of the open mic. The ones that opted for, hey, um, you know, I got this thing, this dinner party this week. And you'd be like, and I hated those people. I'd be like, you're not doing this. You're not giving up anything. Like you're not giving up the, and, and listen, I have friends that I haven't seen in a long time and they're always accepting of bringing me back. It's always good to reconnect. We always have to like go over. It, it always feels like I'm on stage for them a little bit. Cause you got to like update them on your life because your life is a, just a little bit more, very exciting. exciting you know to put it you know mildly it's just different than theirs so it's nice to hear about it at a party but like you can't have it all this idea that you're gonna go to birthday party like this is what this is what you do to get the thing and if you don't want the thing that's okay but you have to admit that what do you think Mateo? i think that it has to not to get serious but i think in certain especially like our careers for example you know, they see us having fun on podcasts. First of all, this is a way for you and I to hang out, not right. making this up. Absolutely. Right. Number two, I think when you start something, especially in the performance, performing arts, you have to have a real goal. And if that goal is to make it, then you do have to sacrifice everything. I mean, I moved to New York as a 25 year old gay man mm -hmm. and I did not go out. I did not drink. I did not date. I did not. All I did. And Jared, you know this because I saw you every night was open mics right. Monday to Monday. Every right. single night, I would leave work an hour early to get to open mics and do my life was comedians. My community was comedians. My everything I was doing is about comedy. 
comedy. And yes, there's sacrifice. There's weddings I didn't go to, birthdays I didn't go to, family I don't see. But if your fam- friends and family understand the goals that you have, then they'll understand that they need to support you in the best way they can. I've had this realization recently a lot where I'm like, like with you, I'm like, I've known you a decade, you know, like, and, and you become super close with comedians. Cause like we are living this lifestyle. We are, um, you know, we get together on a podcast and we open up to each other, like in a way that is even more different than any of my friends in any other like part of my life. And it's like, I cherish those relationships. I love those relationships. And I know that they have replaced other ones that may have gotten closer had I not done this. But also, Jared, the point, not to cut you off, but also you make a great point in the beginning where you say, too, it's like you and I remember those people that didn't have the eye of the tiger in the mind. And a lot of people peel off. So the fact that you and I are friends after a decade, part of that is also like we went through the trenches together. We stuck with it. Like, we wouldn't be friendly with someone. We know those people. Like, I, we know those people that, like, half did it and then tell you that they're upset things aren't happening for them. And you go, I, yeah, you make, you know, you make that noise and you go. And to me, there's that story is more depressing than going for it and not making it. You know, the, the story of being bitter when you half tried is like, ugh. I, and I, and I'm like, fuck. And I look at that person and I go, you kind of have to go back to the beginning again and do it again. The shit that the trenches that you talk about that we don't want to do again. So especially to this person, go do the trenches full on, get involved. This boyfriend, it might not work out. These friends, it might not work out. And if that scares you more than enjoying what you're going for, then maybe this isn't for you. I would say it's not for you. I said, if you can't, fully embrace and accept it's like a jedi master like right. you either completely accept the fact that this, this is your new life or you don't there is right. no in between you cannot I, have it both you're totally accepting it is a big i remember that moment where i was like this is it this is the lifestyle this is what's happening um and if you know pete what happens is you you have those friends that come back around and they'll they'll pull you in a corner at a party they'll go I, I got to tell you, I, I can't believe what, what's going on in your life. That's so cool to see. Like, you'll get that from those friends that you're like, I thought you just fucking forgot about me. And you find out they're watching from afar. And, you know, it, it is a nice. F- what she's dealing with is something that I think a lot of people in their usual lives don't really realize they're doing. They're playing to the script and they're playing for security. Security is the message drilled in our head that is the utmost important thing. Have a job, have security, have a, a 401k, security, security, security. So mm-hmm. sacrificing that security for the life of as a performance artist and whatever that means means you're doing something outside of the box you're you're leaving your safety behind and that's the thing that people can't process which is why when you start to make it and people start recognizing that you're making it right it's almost a little disrespectful because it's like oh you're you're telling me like oh wow you're you're really doing a good job out there it's like oh you're just saying to me like wow look at you um not living a secure life or or, i don't know you know it's just like there's a little bit of pity in it I, I, there's a pity in it. And, and I hear that from like people all the time. I believe me. I know exactly that. Like 
wow, you know, it must be hard. And I always respond go with the same. I go, everything's hard. Waking up in the morning's hard. <laughs> you know, like going to any job is hard. And no, but it, it, I, I'm happy we did this email because, listen, you you have everyone's doing the math. You you know, like you have to do the math yourself. We can't tell you to do it, but we can tell you that like, you know, it feels good that it's working out, but like we're still fighting. We're still going through it. We're still saying to friends and family, like I'm here in Miami because I have shows in Miami. My parents are like, and you know, people, you know, thank goodness. I'm a, I could do Thanksgiving with my parents. Luckily, you know, like I didn't have to fly out the next day, but I've done Thanksgiving at the comedy cellar and done spots there because I thought, you know what? There's an opportunity. I can get spots there that I never would have gotten, you know, and you go, you, and I think back to those moments and there's people that are like, well, I, you miss Thanksgiving. Yes. Bye Turkey. <laughs> you know, so. Right. Right. Was- yeah. I, th- I think you're right. I think it's just about making it a, a, making sacrifices and making a point to have a goal and stick with that goal. And that comes with huge sacrifice, but you know, I think Lady Gaga probably missed a few Thanksgivings. (laughs) J Trey podcast at Juba.com. J Trey podcast at Juba.com. Mateo, thank you so much for coming on. This was fantastic. I had so much fun. It's always fun. When are you back in town? I'll be back on Tuesday. I'm going to be back until December 9th. I'm doing the same. Okay, good. Let's wait. You're doing a special. I'm taping, taping at a Gramercy, Gramercy Theater. Theater. This, this is, is I told December 9th. December okay, 9th. I'm putting I'm putting it in my my uh calendar right now because I want to come see it. While Mateo puts it in the calendar, go watch Mateo's special, the advice special. It's on YouTube, youtube.com slash Mateo Lane at Mateo Lane on Instagram and TikTok. I'm Jared Fried. If you're still listening right now and you're in San Diego, Virginia Beach, Houston, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Toronto, Las Vegas, Perrysburg, Irvine, Oklahoma City. Go to jaredfree.com for tickies, and we'll be back next episode. Boom.